I will try and interrupt you if you make it difficult to edit. Because I find that amusing. Now, you see how I timed that? Okay. Just she was taking a drink. You know, I do have controls and I can put you on mute. Can we find our way out of this uh, maze of rabbit trails? Embrace the rabbit trail. So, I'm sorry my that my interview has put your butt to sleep. <laughs> You're listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron, Josh, and Liberty. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm one of your hosts, Liberty Spidel, and this is episode 36 of the show. On today's episode, we have with us Randy Strew, and he is the producer of the new radio drama, Beyond the Rim, uh, which is a sci-fi and horror uh, podcast. In this episode, he discusses how he got into radio drama, and its roots come from his experience in college, which was kind of interesting. Uh, we dis- discuss his character, Peg, and how she ties to one of our hosts, and why writing for radio is good for lazy writers. You'll want to hear his explanation on that. Randy also discusses how uh, social commentary comes up in his writing and how some of the things that are in the first episodes of Beyond the Rim uh, are actually fairly relevant to what's going on in our uh, country this right around now. Um, even though the show was, or not the show, but the story that it was based on was written back in 2012. And of course, we discuss our research and Randy's search history, and he discusses some of the gruesome things that he had to find out about in the process of writing Shoefly and how it disgusted his wife. So hang on for that. At the end of the show, we do have a couple of clips from the first episode of Beyond the Rim, so make sure you stick around and don't uh, head up or stop the podcast early with the cre- for the credits just hang on for another couple minutes and listen to a couple clips and if you check out our show notes this week there is a link to the first episode of beyond the rim and the first story shoe fly so without further ado here's our show welcome to lasers dragons and keyboards i'm liberty spidell I'm Josh Hart. I'm Ash Kitchen, and I'm going to be the greatest Pokemon trainer in the world. (laughs) 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 And as we're recording this, Pokemon Go just released last week, so that is especially timely. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I should turn mine on and see if I've got any Pokemon in the studio here. (laughs) <laughs> I live like three miles from the nearest Pokestop, so there's nothing around here. I literally have to drive three miles to find anything. Oh, I live in the city. There's tons of them at work, I mean. What was that, Randy? I said, I live in the city. I can spit and find six of them. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, well, 
tonight on our show we have Randy Strew. He is a Christian Radio Morning host serving the Oshkosh, Appleton, Green Bay area of Wisconsin. Formerly the co-founder and developmental editor for Diminished Media Productions, senior editor of Digital Dragon Magazine, and in its horror zine days, editor of aflameinthedark.net. Of course, now Aflame in the Dark is the name under which we release audio drama productions, so we'll get more into that here in a minute. Randy currently has a collection of short stories available on Amazon, and he is producing or the sci-fi horror anthology series Beyond the Rim, and is a voice actor. You can hear some of his voice work in current productions like Misfits Audio, Misfits Audio's Dudley Junction, and the latest episode of Pendant Productions Seminar, in which he plays a rather self-conscious serial killer. He is also in the process of writing an audio mini-series and a companion novel. He has an amazing wife, four kids, two sets of twins, and two cats. Welcome, Randy. Hey, thanks. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. So let's launch right into our questions. And our first one is three parts. What is your name? What is your quest? And what is your favorite color? I'm so glad you didn't ask the swallow thing. Um, <laughs> Randy Strew, as you mentioned. My quest is to seek the grail. And my favorite color is actually blue, but like a dark blue. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. All right. So, Randy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Beyond the Rim? All right. Beyond the Rim is uh, it's, it's a horror science fiction anthology, sort of a, not really a throwback, but but certainly a an homage to classic radio anthologies, um, and I guess you could say classic TV anthologies, too, thinking uh, a little bit of um, Twilight Zone, a little bit of, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's sort of conceived as a, sorry about that, uh, just, just a way to be able to do some really fun, uh, you know, different, really exciting and enjoyable plays. Uh, and, and have an outlet for, you know, for, from which to do that. So right, far, what got you interested in... Go ahead, Aaron. You're fine. No, you go ahead. I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't want to interrupt. <clears throat> You're fine. What got you interested in radio drama? Uh, well, that's that's long and convoluted. Um, I went to school for, uh, for for radio, actually. I had been writing poetry and stories since uh, middle school. Um, I went to college for radio. About halfway through, I decided, hey, film sounded like a fun idea. So uh, I got married and moved to Los Angeles for a semester to, to do a film mm -hmm. studies course, uh, learn some script writing, things like that. Um, Kind of was looking for a way after that. I had done some other stuff, and I'm not going to get into the whole long, obnoxious story because it really is. But I uh, got involved in some other stuff uh, that, that I enjoyed, found that I really did have a passion for radio, but I still had a passion for writing. And uh, when we were starting to move out here, I had to drive all by myself, and so my wife actually got me a, uh, 
a couple of radio dramas that I've been interested in, in listening to. So I was hmm. driving through and listening to those, and I realized, you know, uh, this would be a great way to marry sort of these various passions that I have between doing radio, voice acting, that sort of thing, and and writing. This sort of seems like it's tailor-made for somebody of my uh, disparate interests. So I started trying to find a way to get into it. Very cool. Yeah, I have loved the form for a long time, and it's nice to see it revived. It really is sort of, uh, I think, thanks largely, in fact, thanks almost entirely to podcasting. Um, it's, it's really sort of yeah. enjoying something of a, of a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was the best part of creating this for you? Well, I, I still don't know. Um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the most fun uh, things that I, that I did, I think, with, as far as most enjoyable for me personally, was, was creating the character of Peg. Peg is, is our host, Peg 5.1. Is our as our host. She is a uh, humanoid android who has kind of a quirky, weird '50s-ish sense of humor, and <laughs> um, is is just sort of the the person that ties all of our shows together, or the the bot that ties all of our shows together. Uh, so Very I think creating that character was was one of the most fun things for me. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, we haven't said it yet, but I ha- do do the voice for that, and she's fun to do already. So I can't wait to see the next scripts. Actually, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liberty, Liberty, in fact, is the voice of Peg Five Point One. So yeah. All right. We knew that you had a character, but not who the character was. Yeah. So it, I do enjoy doing it. So it, it's a lot of fun. All right. So, Peg is your is Peg your favorite character, or do you have uh, someone else that uh, qualifies among the various radio dramas? Well, I'm only writing the one right now. Okay. Um, so, because it's it's pretty time consuming, we want to make sure we get it off to a good start before I try and do anything else. Yep. Uh, so, Peg Peg is probably the most consistent character that I've that, that we're writing right now. Um, however, in the in the current play that we're doing, it's going to turn out to be a four-parter. It's uh, based on a short story of mine. Uh, the character uh, named Bert is um, he's kind of a douche, actually, but I, I love him. He's he's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> nice. All right. Fun. And what's something that the listeners of Beyond the Rim would be surprised to know about either you or the show? Hmm. I've been trying to give this one some thought. Uh, I'm not that interesting person, so um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think if I uh, if I have any weird, quirky hobbies or anything. <laughs> um, no, I you know I I really. Uh, I, I think anybody who well knows me, so maybe some of the folks don't know me that well. Um, I really have this weird sort of a, a attachment to quirky, classic, cheesy, ridiculous science fiction and, and horror. Um, sort of the cheesier, the better. Uh, and, and not even big fan of Adam West Batman, huh? Adam West, oh man, yeah, Adam West <laughs> Batman, one of my favorite things in the world. Even I mean I'm one of the people I'm I'm one of when they when they produce Sharknado four they're producing it for me. 
Oh boy. Yeah. I, I oh no. Wondered, I have wondered who actually watched that. Yeah. <laughs> so Randy, how does writing for radio differ from writing a novel or short stories? In almost every conceivable way. Uh, for one thing, it's a lot easier, which appeals to my laziness very strongly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. My, my struggle in, in novel writing and in, in writing anything of length, really, is sustaining, I guess. Um you know, just kind of, okay, I have to put a big pause here because something dramatic or something needs to happen here to move the story along and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, I I bore myself with that sort of nonsense. And uh, with radio, it's all very, very immediate. It's all, okay, this is happening right now, and I've got to keep it moving, and I've got to keep it rolling. And, um, you know, I, I, I have a lot more fun with it in that sense. So it, it really is, I mean, for me, it is it is a lot easier to script. Uh, uh, an audio drama than even a short story. Hmm. Interesting. Um, do you have a favorite scene uh, that you can give us without uh, too many spoilers? <laughs> without spoilers. Uh, too well, many minus, spoilers. Yeah, too many spoilers. Well, minus the cut scenes, um, you know, the uh, Liberty's uh, Peg 5.1 scenes, which are some of my favorite just because they're so cheesy and silly. Um, I have a scene that I'm writing actually for episode two uh, where the main character and uh, he, he sort of has met this other guy and um, they sort of develop this kind of quirky kind of relationship where they tease each other about their various mis misconceptions about each other. Um, the easiest way to say it, the narrator, who never has a name, by the way. I, I've never named him, and I, I just call him narrator throughout the script. Um, okay. Nobody ever calls him by his name because I just didn't think of one, and then it became a thing for me, so <laughs> I never gave him a name. But uh, he meets this guy named Al, who uh, it turns out is a, is, is a black cop in the, in this, you know, from the city. And, um, when they first meet, he's tr uh, the, the narrator is trying to hotwire a car, and <laughs> Al kind of knocks on the window and says, what are you doing? He says, I'm hot wiring this car. And, and, and Al kind of says, not like that, you're not. And uh, <laughs> so, he, so he kind of bends down and teaches him how to, how to do it. And uh, suddenly the narrator is very, very uncomfortable and is not sure how to ask whether he's a gang member or not. And, uh, <laughs> And Al kind of just takes it in stride and, and says, oh, well, you're obviously asking that because I'm, you know, uh, carrying a weapon and know how to hotwire a car, and certainly not because I'm a black guy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wow. yeah, that's it. And uh, <laughs> then it comes back, and, and they, they sort of turn it around uh, the other direction later on. So that's, that's probably one of my favorite. <clears throat> okay, now, now I have to investigate this because that alone is – enough to get me interested. Yeah, and given what we're going through right now in our country, that sounds a little bit like social commentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, this is, a, I mentioned before, it's based on a short story um, that I actually wrote back in 2012. And um, as I was preparing to, to, to write the script, uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll say the social commentary aspect was not lost on me at that point and uh, isn't as I'm, as I'm finalizing that script. So, mm. um, you know, sort of like uh, how Romero accidentally cast Ben as a black guy in Night of the Living Dead and then that ended up being a big social commentary thing. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of turning that way for me with, with Shoe Fly in the sense that it really hadn't been intended, but it works out. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think Aaron might be frozen. Uh oh. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening on the audio feed, Aaron just disappeared. He will probably be back in a few minutes, but in the meantime, I will take his question. So, what's an interesting thing you had to Google or research in the course of writing the dramas, and did the answer surprise you? Uh, you know, I've, I've often said, probably, probably to the point of, of it becoming my own personal cliche, that uh, if your Google search history doesn't have you on a watch list, your story probably sucks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've I've had to introduce some int- uh, or uh, research some interesting things. Um, for this particular play, probably the most interesting thing I had to do uh, was, and my wife was really thrilled with all the printouts that came from this, uh, was was introducing um, or researching maggots and flies and how they eat and what they eat and how they introduce themselves to carcasses and um, oh you know, yeah it was it was it was pretty 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 gruesome stuff. And uh, my wife was really thrilled to see all the printouts laying around. And, uh, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that's probably the most interesting thing for this uh, this particular, at least this episode. All right, that's disturbing. And yes. <laughs> well, you so know, moving I, on. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I mean, you know, the depending on the story, there's uh, how to get rid of bodies. There's what. Uh, you know the various effects of various acids on human flesh. There's uh, <laughs> any well, number of, of things again. The usual. Uh, potentially have CPS knocking on my door and demanding my children. <laughs> <laughs> well, any self-respecting mystery or horror author should have a questionable search history. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, moving on t- to uh, something that won't put us all on the watch list. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, who's your favorite superhero? It's uh, depends on my mood. It's either Batman or the Tick. <laughs> that the is the Tick. A I'm not answer. sure I've heard of him. Spoon. Spoon. Yes. <laughs> He's I love the Tick. The Tick, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a very large, dumb, brute, super strength, and he just, yeah, he's hilarious because he's so dumb that he's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the comic books were wonderful. Uh, the short-lived live-action TV series starring Patrick Warburton was wonderful. Yep. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> The cartoon was wonderful. It just, yeah. DC or Marvel, or is it some independent? I I want to say the tick was independent. Okay, I'll have to go look for it now. <laughs> I think you're right. 
Hmm. So who is your favorite captain? Uh, space or otherwise? Whatever. Any. Any. You know, probably uh, my my honest favorite is probably Captain Aubrey of Master and Commander. Um, I just... Uh, the books and in the movies, he's somebody who who really cares about his crew. He's somebody who, but at the same time, is is completely no nonsense. Is completely, um, you know, committed to his cause, mm -hmm. uh, even to the point where you know he's willing to break a rule or two if it means furthering you know fur furthering his cause. So, uh, mm -hmm. I he he's a very very exciting uh, ex exciting character, a very charismatic character, and. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously he takes care of his ship and his crew, which you can't ask for better than that in a captain, so. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> huh. That's uh, props for being the first uh, one to say that particular captain. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I thought Han might be a little... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we would have accepted that. <laughs> yeah. It fits. I ha I have my Millennium Falcon here. So. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote from Specfic? Oh man, well, that wasn't on the list. I <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yep, yep, it was. Um. <laughs> Huh. You know, I offhand, I don't know. It's a, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be really boring and just say I don't know right offhand. <laughs> There's that's fine. That's fine. There there that's are fine. several area, there there are several books where I'm reading along and I have to read something aloud to my wife because I find it just amazing or awesome or whatever. But yeah, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know my mind right now. So <laughs> uh, I I'm rereading. I'm rereading the Dresden Files, and there are times that I'll stop and like mark uh, mark a spot because my wife's at work or whatever, and I'll, I'll have to repeat it to her later. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The other day, he even sent me a picture of the page he's reading out of one of them because he thought I would enjoy it. <laughs> yes. I've been I've been Instagramming book pages lately, which I'm sure is <laughs> awesome for awesome. my followers. Um, <laughs> The the author of the uh, one of my favorite authors has been. I just finished his book and I uh, had to Instagram his page because he's he refers to himself throughout the book. Uh, it's it's a novel, and in the novel his characters are familiar with his work, and then we okay. actually meet the author as a character in the book and he's kind of a jerk, and it's kind <laughs> of amazing. <laughs> uh, what's the, what's the uh, what's the book or what's the series? The the uh, the author is uh, it's it's not not really specific, which is why I don't bring it. Uh, didn't really bring it up to that answer that question, but uh, it's it's Douglas Copeland. <clears throat> okay. And uh, the book in the, the book in question is J Pod, um, huh? Which is a uh, 2007 2008, uh, mm -hmm. I think, and it sort of updates um, updates some of the themes that that he touched on in well pretty much every other book he's ever done. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sort of all in as a conglomeration and and goes from there. It's, it's hmm. kind of a mess, but it's sort of amazing. Uh -huh. So, yeah. what other authors do you like to read besides him when you're not uh, writing scary stories? 
Sure. Uh, well, he's he's one of my two favorites. Uh, well, he he put out one of my two favorite books, which is uh, Microsurfs. Um, Neil Gaiman put out the other of my two favorite books, which is Neverwhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I try and read Neil Gaiman and 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 Douglas Copeland whenever I find out that they have a book out that I haven't read yet. Okay. Um, Jonathan Mayberry I like a lot. Uh, Stephen King I like a lot. Um, I do enjoy uh, Ted Decker um, quite a bit. Frank Peretti I love Frank mm-hmm. Peretti. Um, Stephen Lawhead I, I got into Stephen Lawhead as a kid and just never never gave him up. So. So there's a list. Yeah, an excellent list. list. Yeah. Uh, It's my question, isn't it? Uh What's up next for you, and when can uh, your listeners expect to hear that? Well, we're uh, we're really hoping that um, that we get the first episode of Beyond the Rim knocked out before the end of the month. Um, and then I, I sort of put together a production schedule for everything we have coming up. Um, I also produce uh, Monster Cast, which is a um, a classics podcast. I actually just represent uh, classic audio dramas from mm-hmm. days Ooh, gone by. Um, and so we kind of have to add that into the production schedule as well. Um, hopefully, um, one of the next two things that I do will be the audio drama short. Well, there's actually three things up on the docket as far as audio <laughs> drama. Uh, aside from new episodes of Beyond the Rim, because Beyond the Rim is going to be an ongoing series. Um, what's wonderful about that is I actually have two very talented writers who are helping me, so I don't have to write every episode. That is good. So yeah, I should shout. I should shout out to them, uh, Jeff Connolly and uh, Tim Ambrose, T.W. Ambrose, who was, uh, of course, the co-founder with me of the Minish Media. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay. And so yeah, I drafted them, and and so they're uh, helping me out with Beyond the Rim. Um, other than that, Derelict is a haunted spaceship sort of story. That's uh, that's that's going to have a novelization with it. I'm kind of nice. working on the novel and the audio drama at the same time, sort of as a way of selling selling each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a sort of vampire apocalypse uh, series that I that I want to do based on the Book of Revelation. Uh, Interesting. And the last one is actually another series, uh, sort of a paranoir series uh, that I came up with way, way, way back in the day. Uh, probably eight years ago. Uh, okay. Ted the Monster Hunter. Uh, Ooh. Originally conceived as a uh, as a uh, web comic, and and I've decided to turn it into a noirish radio drama instead. Hmm. Those you can't are go also. Wrong with noir. Yeah. You can definitely cannot go wrong with noir. No. Nope. No, especially when there are monsters involved. So, <laughs> well, of course. Nice. And it's you know it's, that one is meant to be as well uh, a bit of a comedy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's definitely going to be some comedic elements, um, along with the hopefully scary elements. We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
So where can our listeners find Beyond the Rim? All right, you can find uh, Beyond the Rim and MonsterCast, actually, at aflameinthedark.net. Um, that's aflameinthedark.net, um, which, honestly, the only way we came up with the uh, name of the production company was that I already owned the domain name, so mm-hmm. uh, it worked out nicely. Um, yeah? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that's right. Um the MonsterCast is actually hosted at Podcast Garden. Uh, I haven't quite figured out hosting yet for um, for this new one, but if nothing else, we'll probably host it on Archive, but it'll be easiest, easiest to find on our website. As promised, here is clip one from Beyond the Rim. After I bug-bombed my apartment, I got to work sealing myself in. They talk about doing things without a second to spare, but I swear I heard the drone just as I duct-taped the last plastic sheet around my last window. Through the fog of my plastic sheets, I could see a black cloud. And here's clip two for Beyond the Rim. I chanced another look out my window and saw people who were just wholly engulfed in black clouds. The lucky ones choked to death. When I couldn't take any more, I shut myself in my room, jammed my headphones on, and turned up my music, praying it could drown out the noise. And it did. For a while. And then, nothing could drown out the silence that followed. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com or send us a tweet at ldkpodcast. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not for profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. So say we all.